so today I'll just be quickly talking in the, over the next 20 to yeah, 20, 23 minutes um, on preparing for the increase. It will almost be a crime, you know, to see anything now and not run with the theme that we've set for ourselves this year, which is our year of increase. Isn't that so? You know, so and I'll be speaking along the areas of our careers and maybe touch one or two areas regarding our, those of us that are in business as well. So I'll just ask you to please stay with me over the next couple of minutes and see how much we can achieve. At the start of every year, one thing that really comes to mind is the subject of goal setting. And I believe I've mentioned that here on one or two occasions, but I also have the liberty to reinforce it when we're having our sessions. We said we should feel free to reinforce certain principles you know, that we feel will be relevant as we pursue our goals this year. And the critical text that we always, or at least that I always run to when it comes to goal setting is in Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3. If you can, you can just project it again. It says, write the vision down and make it plain, that he may run that readeth it. There's always a reason why it comes that way, that he may run that readeth it. There's a tendency for you to lose focus. There's a tendency for you to want to give up at some point because the challenges and the bottlenecks will come up, will come up during the course of the year. But he says that each time you go back to that vision, each time you go back to that goal, there's an energy that comes through that he may run that readed it. So as we start the year 2024, January is almost over. Today is the 22nd, I believe. Yes. Month of January is gone. What goals have we set for ourselves? What career goals have we set for ourselves? What goals have we set for ourselves spiritually, financially, academically, in our businesses? If we haven't, it's time we begin to go back and set those goals. Or are we still really just in dream mode? You know, dreams are what they are. They are just dreams. Are you with me? And dreams will continue to be dreams. Hallelujah. You know, is it bad to have dreams? No, please, by all means, dream. But more importantly, have goals. Set goals for yourself on a daily basis. Set goals for ourselves on a weekly basis. Set goals for ourselves on a quarterly basis and measure yourself against those goals that we set for ourselves. A dream written down with a date assigned to it is what becomes a goal. Hallelujah. It's someone with me. So there's no harm in having the dream, but assign a date to it and then it becomes a goal. I remember many years ago in the Estral Bible City Church then, one message that always still resonates with me was with Reverend Badi then. Of course, the congregation at that time were emerging. Most of us were either just getting married or preparing to get married. And you know, he ministered on one occasion like that to say that, you know, some of us are concerned. I don't want to use the word scared, you know, to take that leap, you know, to go into marriage. And he says, look, it starts with the goal. Pick a date. Hallelujah, are you with me? I don't know how many of us remember. He says, pick a date. You know, he says, the date is there. Okay, and then someone would ask, oh, what if the date is drawing near and I'm not quite ready for it? He says, pick another date. <laughs> pick another. He says, the calendar is free. The dates there are free. There's no price to it. Pick another date. But the idea here is have something that you're running with. Have something that you're aiming for. The truth is, if you aim for nothing, you hit it with precision. A hundred times, you get nothing. You aim for nothing, you get nothing. So always have something that you're running towards. Hallelujah. There's also that popular quote that says, shoot for the moon. And in case you miss it, you never know. You may land among the stars. 
you will get somewhere. But if you don't have any goals, then you're not preparing to do anything. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hopefully, subsequent times, I will talk on um, a topic called the four disciplines of execution. You know, at a later time, where we'll then look at how to really run with our goals. Praise God. Hallelujah. The next thing I want to talk about very quickly is complacency. Avoiding complacency. Hallelujah. Complacency is a very tricky subject. Are you with me? Deuteronomy 1, chapter, Deuteronomy 1, verses 3 to 8. I'll quickly read. In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sihon, the king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, and at Edrai had defeated Og, the king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth, east of the Jordan in the territory of Moab. Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Hallelujah. You have tarried long enough at this mountain. And it goes on and on, break camp and advance into the hill country. More or less, at the end of the day, was going and take possession of the land that he swore he was going to give to your fathers. Hallelujah. So what does it mean to be complacent? What complacency really means is there's an over-satisfaction. You tend to begin to get overly relaxed. You're getting too comfortable. Hallelujah. The Israelites looking at where they were coming from had arrived at a point that was by far better than where they were coming from. And they were not looking forward to what was still ahead. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And that's what happens to some of us in our careers. We're too comfortable. We've been there. We've done that. There doesn't seem to be any fresh thing challenging us. Hallelujah. It can be dangerous, and I'll tell us why very shortly. Hallelujah. It also means finding yourself being lukewarm. You know what it means to be lukewarm? And we can run to scriptures to really understand what the dangers of lukewarm, of being lukewarm, you know, brings. It says in Revelations 3.16, this was John to the church in Laodicea, and it says, I know your deeds, hallelujah, that you are neither hot nor cold. Hmm. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, that is being neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Now, if God was willing to spit out, how much more your employer? Hallelujah. Those are the dangers that come with being complacent. Don't get too comfortable in that, in that, in that role. Don't get too comfortable on that task. Always strive for higher levels of success. Hallelujah. The thing about complacency, again, is that you don't see it when it creeps up. Hallelujah. It sneaks up gradually in the background, waiting for the right condition to manifest. Ironically, do you know the condition that promotes complacency? Success. Hallelujah. Success. You get comfortable. I've hit my targets. What else is there to be done? I've done everything I should. I've ticked all the boxes. What else is to be done? Complacency creeps in and waits for that opportunity. Hallelujah. Praise God. And because we are unaware that he's around the corner, stay with me. Because we are unaware that he's around the corner, we become vulnerable. Hallelujah. Vulnerable to a number of things. We become vulnerable to competition. Go ask Nokia. Go ask Blackberry. Go ask Kodak. What happened to them? You become vulnerable to competition. You become vulnerable to changes in your market. You become vulnerable to policy changes. 
government regulations. You know, I always challenge my team. Anytime I'm having my meetings with them, you need to listen to the news. You need to know what's going on around you. You need to know how it's going to impact you at the end of the day. It may just seem like a news scroll or a news flash, but you must have the ability to translate it and do the impact analysis. How will this ultimately impact me? Impacting me for the good? Yeah. Impacting me negatively and then look for ways to mitigate that impact. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, being vulnerable to all of these things come with being complacent. Hallelujah. You even be complacent to shifting consumer dynamics, which is why I gave the example of the mighty Blackberry back then, Nokia and the likes. You know, you don't know, you're ignoring what the demands from the customers, the consumer market is saying, and you're just doing things that you believe is right. You'll be left thinking, hallelujah. They say if you fail to innovate, you what? You die. The day you stop innovating, you die. And that's why you see all sorts of technological um, platforms and applications coming up each day, trying to make life as simple as we get. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not getting any, am I? Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> How do we deal with complacency? Hallelujah. The solution is not based in fear. Someone say that with me. The solution is not based in fear. He hasn't given us, he hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us that of love, power, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. Solution is based in being vigilant. Hallelujah. Vigilance is based in awareness. There's a self-awareness in us. We're conscious of what is going on around us. Hallelujah. That's how you fight complacency. Praise God. The other means you can. Scripture said that be sober rather. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober and be vigilant. Hallelujah. For your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking for whom to devour. Hallelujah. Praise God. So be vigilant. Hallelujah. And then also remain accountable. Be accountable to someone. Hallelujah. Be accountable to someone at your office, your line manager, superiors. They will be the ones to continue to stretch you more. They will be the ones to continue to challenge you more. When you think you've arrived, they'll let you know you haven't arrived. Hallelujah. Praise God. The next point is creating value. Hallelujah. I know I've also touched on this before, but I'm only just here to reinforce it. Hallelujah. Proverbs 22 verse 9, the Berean Standard Version hits it for me. If we have it, you can put it up. It says, do you see a man skilled in his work? Hallelujah. It says he will be stationed in the presence of kings. He will not stand before obscure men. The key word for me there, it says he will be stationed. You know, some translations say he will stand. He doesn't quite hit it for me. You know what it means to be stationed? You'll be deployed. There's something permanent about it. Hallelujah. He says you'll be stationed before kings and not obscure men, not mere men, not ordinary men. That's what value does. And you must constantly and continually begin to evaluate yourself on a daily basis. Am I still valuable to my organization? Am I still valuable to this business? What am I bringing to the table? And how best to evaluate this? You must also understand the organization or the employer you're working for. You must understand what their goals are, what their short, mid to long-term goals. Some of us here, what vision, we have vision statements, we have missions. We don't really know what it is. You must key into the vision statement of that organization. You must find out the pain points or the problem points that they are yet to see. You must be proactive, you know, to think ahead in line with other organizations, visions, and goals. And once you're able to do that, you then begin to do your own self-appraisal. 
what skill sets do I have? Do these skill sets match my organization's goal for this year? You know, when you do that self-appraisal, then you will know that, oh, I need to do much more. I probably need to go and develop myself along this area. The world today is talking about business analysis. They're talking about data analysis. There's a reason for that. You know, if you don't do a self-appraisal of your skills, you'll become irrelevant at some point. Hallelujah. So we must always try and strive to create value in our organizations. Hallelujah. Remembering also, very profound statement I came across a couple of days ago. It says the value of our lives is not ultimately determined by how much we earn. In other words, I mean, it's not really quantified by the financial gains that come from it. Really, it's about how much you give. Hallelujah. How much you're giving. The Bible says in that popular text, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He placed so much value on us. He valued us so much that he gave. He gave his only begotten son for our sakes. So let's also have that at the front and at the back of our minds. Hallelujah. That yes, we are creating value. We want certain benefits at the end of the day. But what are we giving to get those, those benefits at the end of the day? Praise God. And what are the tips to creating value? Like I talked about doing a self-appraisal or self-evaluation of ourselves. We must understand and identify our strengths and our weaknesses. We must then strive to begin to develop our weaknesses to become strengths. Hallelujah. You must also strive to meet and exceed expectations. Everything that is given to you, strive to not just do it, but even do much more. Be the problem solver, guys. Be the go-to person. When there are issues, your opinion must come to the table. They will not take actions without hearing from you. They will not take steps without hearing what's your view about it. That's how you show value. That's how you show relevance in your institutions or in your organization. Then importantly, focus on results. Hallelujah. A lot of people miss it here, I must say. Focus on results. Ideas are great. Efforts are great, guys. But results is what counts at the end of the day. Are you with me? Ideas are great. Efforts, oh, awesome. But it's results that count at the end of the day. You must identify and focus on what generates the results. Hallelujah. Debbie, please come. I just want to also illustrate something very quickly. Hallelujah. We must not confuse what? Movement with progress. Let me stand here. All right. I want you to walk towards Rev. And please wait, wait, wait. And then watch me. So we've been given the task to walk to Rev. So walk slowly, not too fast, so I can illustrate. <laughs> All right. And watch me as well. Go. Are you with me? Debbie has fulfilled that task. Hallelujah. You can go to your seat. She's gotten to Rev. I'm here jumping, forming activity. Don't confuse movement with progress. Just because you're getting or doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. I'll take that again. Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Results are what matter at the end of the day. Hallelujah. And then, of course, invest in yourself, invest in your health, invest in technical skill improve your technical skills your interpersonal skills your social skills the more you learn the more you earn hallelujah and as you learn it will not only improve your life
for those around you, including your organization. The knowledge is yours anyway. Hallelujah. So it will not just impact you, but those around you. And then learn to take initiative. I know some of us have that issue with, hey, I'm not going to do more than what it is that has been set out in my scorecard and all of that. But the lesson here is the more you lack, the more you take the burden off your, your superiors, whether your line manager, your boss, the more you are valuable to them. Hallelujah. The more, you, the more you take that burden off them, the more valuable you become. When they are going to take decisions, they are the ones that are going to be fighting on your behalf. You won't be there, most likely, but they are the ones that are going to be making a case for you. Hallelujah. The last thing I want to touch on is on opportunities, taking chances. Hallelujah. In life, we are going to have the opportunity to become what God wants us to be at some point whether with one opportunity or, other, or several opportunities, we're going to have that opportunity to fulfill that which God has proposed for us. Even this year, he says it's our year of increase. So the opportunities will come. Hallelujah. In Ecclesiastes 9, verse 11 to 12, very quickly, the KJV transition says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. A number of factors, skill sets, and attributes is mentioned in that verse. As great as these skill sets or attributes are, he says they don't always produce the desired outcomes at all times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what has happened between those factors and the desired results or outcomes. What has happened? Time and chance. Hallelujah. Time and chance. So it's not a function. So even if you don't find yourself in any of those buckets, which I'll be upset with anyway, you must fit into one at least. You know, it says it's not a function of all of that. It's who is able to see the opportunity and who is able to latch onto it that will reap the dividends. Hallelujah. The way we access opportunity will determine the, the, our outcomes. Put in another way, the way you appropriate time and chance will determine, listen now, will determine whether the advantage or advantages you say that you have in life will ultimately work for you. So we've been given the word already, but if you don't take at the advantage, the word will just be there, hallelujah. So you must war with it, hallelujah. You must run with it, hallelujah. The opportunity of a lifetime must also be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. Don't let it pass away, hallelujah. I'll take it again. The opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of that opportunity. Don't let it slip away, hallelujah. Many of us fail to get started. Many of us wait for the jump start. We wait for the opportunity to come and knock at the door. Is anybody here? It works in some instances, don't get me wrong. But at times you need to stand up and be the one knocking on the door. You know when you go to someone's house and you're calling and there's no response, you then open. Is anybody here? That's how we should react as well. We should look for those opportunities. We shouldn't just wait, it to we shouldn't just wait for it to drop on our laps. Hallelujah. Opportunities will come in various forms. It will come 
in the times of chaos. How many of us remember COVID? COVID just a couple of years. As much as it shook the world, trust me, some guys cleaned out. Those producing sanitizers, those producing the face mask, the technology guys, Zoom was already there, but God knows how much Zoom made. You know, they expanded their capacity. And then we heard of Google Meet. A number of all those other things started springing up in the face of chaos. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we're going through challenging times in Nigeria today, but the opportunities are there. Are you waiting for it to drop? Or are you going around knocking and seeking those opportunities? It's a question only you can answer. Hallelujah. Opportunities also come in fulfillment of, 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 a, of a calling upon your life. Hallelujah. Something that you've been, you've been desiring for long. In this um, Nehemiah's story, I just quickly want to read the summary. It says, for many years, Nehemiah had, been, had been living in Persia, but all that time he had been living with Jerusalem in his heart. Hallelujah. He had been praying, planning, and preparing. When the opportunity came, hallelujah, he immediately seized it and made his request of the king to be sent back to the land of Judah, back to Jerusalem, to be the rebuilder of its broken wall. And a number of other instances are in scripture. Remember Joseph the dreamer? Hallelujah. You know, it was an opportunity for him when the butler and the baker had the dream in prison and he interpreted it. In fact, to show that he recognized it was an opportunity, he sent the butler. When you get out, remember, don't forget me. Mention my name. Though it wasn't immediate, but his name was remembered and mentioned at some point. Hallelujah. Praise God. James and John, sons of Zebedee, the fishermen, they were there mending their nets. Jesus was walking by and he called upon them. It was an opportunity. They jumped on it, seized on it, and moved on. We heard about the story in Matthew, in Mark 2, 12, I beg your pardon. Four friends trying to get their sick friend across to Jesus. Jesus was swamped with a lot of people. What was the opportunity? They had to climb on the roof, you know, and bring him down in the midst of Jesus. And what was Jesus' response? Hallelujah unto them. He says, <clears throat> hold on, sorry. He says, he climbed out of a roll in it and lowered that friend right down at the feet of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said he instructed the lame man to get up and walk. Hallelujah. The story about the woman with the issue of blood as well is, so, is there as well. She was waiting for that opportunity. And when the opportunity came, when Jesus was around, she took all the risk and stepped out in faith to get what she wanted. Hallelujah. Finally. Yes, I'm within time. Hallelujah. Finally, I'll be rounding up here. So I've just talked about three things. I've said goal setting, get your goals aligned, creating value, you know, and then taking opportunities. But let's remember God's word for us this season. Remember, it's our year of increase, not just spiritually. Across all fronts, it's our year of increase. That's his word that has been released to us. In everything that we do, let's not just aspire to make a living. Hallelujah. Let's aspire to make a difference in everything that we're doing. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he that has given you the power to make wealth. Hallelujah. In confirmation of his covenant to our, to our ancestors. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent surely would lead to plenty. Hallelujah. But the plans of the hasty will surely lead to poverty. 3 John 1.2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou, be, thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your souls prosper. Romans 8.19 says, For all of creation eagerly awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. Church, the world is waiting for us to emerge. Hallelujah. The world is waiting for us to step out, to emerge across all fronts. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God has decreed. He says things are going to happen so fast. One thing upon the hills of another. Everything will be happening in an instant. And we'll look all around us. Blessings. 
blessings like wine flowing from the mountaintops and the hills. Hallelujah. Praise God. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life. Today is the 22nd of January. Oh, forget about what has happened in the days past, years past, decades past. Today is the beginning of the rest of our lives. Ask yourselves what it is you're going to do today that is going to impact the outcomes you want for yourself tomorrow. At the end of the day, you can have excuses or you can have results. You won't have both. You must choose one. If you decide to choose, if you place premium on your, if you, if you place the premium, you know, on excuses, well, you won't get the results that you desire for yourself. But choose to prioritize results. Don't look for the excuses. Prioritize the results and do everything that will get you the results. Hallelujah. Praise God. Have we been blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for the light of your word. Thank you for all that you have ministered to your people today. Thank you for the grace and enablement to run with that which you have released unto us today. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed.